0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you this morning. Um, Just to say, if you've got young children, if the two getting baptised start kicking off in the sermon, that's okay, they can. Um, But we've also got a lovely crater room through there, and there's some toys in there, and you can hear the service through there too. It's really good to be with you this morning. I'm going to pray, and the reason I've got this will become clear. Father, thank you for your word this morning. I just pray that you'd come by the power of your Holy Spirit, and that you would speak to each of us here today. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, um, but when I like to relax, I don't mind a little bit of glass of wine over my Sunday lunch. Anyone else fancy a free bottle of wine this Sunday to drink over lunch? Anyone? It's totally free. David? It's white. I know, I'm sorry. I'm a red girl myself, to be honest, but it was what was in the cupboard. Anyone? Can I persuade anyone? Free bottle of wine. Okay, well, I'm going to give it to the gentleman who's smiling over there at me. And your challenge, sir, that's you, yeah, you're looking at your friend, but you, yeah. Um, Your challenge, sir, is to try to just do all you can to release it by the end of my talk. So you can enjoy it over Sunday lunch, okay? All you have to do, and this is an absolute promise, is just make every effort to try. And it will be yours at the end, whatever. So here we go. It's you, it's you. So, it will become clear. Just, just make every effort, give it a go. That's all that's, all that's being asked of you is to make your, your good efforts. You can get your friends involved if you want, but you make every effort. So, I wonder in your Christian life, those of you who follow Jesus, I wonder if you've ever had this question in your head. God, I've asked you to make me more loving, but nothing's happened. God, I've asked you to break that porn addiction, that food addiction, that whatever addiction. I've asked you to break it, and you haven't. God, I asked you to help me with my temper, but nothing seems to have changed. I wonder if you've ever wrestled with those kind of questions. I know that at times I have. Now over the next few weeks, we're going to be in this new series, we're looking at this book, 2 Peter, but this chapter today speaks directly into those questions, and we're going to unpick that slowly as we go along. If you've got your Bible open in front of you, do turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, it's always good to check we're not making up what we're saying, and we're going to just follow through the verses and have a look at them together. It starts by saying, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. The first few verses tell us a couple of really important things that we need to know as we study this book. Firstly, are you making every effort? Good. Um, Firstly... Peter is an apostle and a servant. So this guy writing it is saying, do you know what? I've given my life over to the Lord Jesus. I'm his servant. I'm living under the lordship of Jesus Christ. I'm also an apostle. God has given me authority to teach the church and to spread his news. And he's confident in who he is. And he needs to be because he's going to write some really tough stuff in his letter. So he's that. Also, we learn this really cool thing. It says in our Bibles that we've received a faith as precious as Peter. Peter was an amazing Christian who followed Jesus around, saw him face to face. And yet the faith we have received is as precious as the faith he had. Now, actually, when you study this really hard in the Greek, um, you come across a word um, called is Tostimus, and I can't say it very well, which they've translated precious in our Bible today, but a more perhaps clear translation of that word would be, you've received a faith of equal standing to us. You've received a faith of equal standing to that of Peter, the major disciple of Jesus." And in our Christian life, sometimes it can be really tempting to go, oh, there's that amazing super Christian over there. I mean, there's Jill Spencer. She's followed God faithfully for her life. It's all right for Jill because she's like one of those super Christians. It's okay for her. Or it's all right for Valerie. She's like prayed all her life. She's nice and holy. She's one of those super Christians. It's okay for her. But right here, at the beginning of the letter, Peter goes, No. Those of you who've received a faith in Jesus, it's a levelling, it's the same. You've been given the same gift of faith. There's no super Christians and lesser Christians. You've all sinners, you've all needed God, you've all realised you've needed God, and you, by his grace, have been given the gift of faith to respond to him. I think that's pretty amazing. Amazing. Now, I remember some years ago reading a story, a Christian novel, and I can't remember what it was called because it was years ago, but in the story, for whatever reason, there was one part of it where there was a guy in it who'd done really bad stuff in his life. His life had gone really badly wrong, and he'd ended up on the streets. People had been unkind to him. He'd also done unkind things to other people, got himself down and out, and was on the streets. And God's up in heaven looking down at different people's lives and different situations. And for some reason, there's a cat that's on the streets with him. And the cat's really, really annoying, this homeless guy. And with all his might, with all his effort, he resists the urge he has to kick the cat. And God says, that might not look like very much to you in the world today. But for to me in heaven, because I know this guy inside and out, that act of kindness towards the cat is huge. And I love that. And I honour that. You see, none of us get to choose, do we, whether we have a good childhood or a bad childhood. We don't get to choose whether our business fails or succeeds. you know, there's things we can do to help, but essentially life deals us a hand of cards. And God knows that and he understands that. But what he says to you and I is that faith that he gives us is the same faith. And what you've got to do is take it and make an effort with it with what you've been given. So keep making every effort. Now, we get on to a few more verses, and it goes on into verse 3 and 4. And it says in verses 3 and 4 that we are given divine power from God to help us live a godly life. It says we've been given everything we need to make an effort with our faith. Now before we just get on to verses 5 and 11, how's it going? It's done. He's done it it's so fast. Have you done it before? Oh, he made effort. It it. It's his. Well done. Woo. <laughs> Thought you were there very smug there, very quick. Maybe I didn't do it upright, but anyway, very good. Well done. So the bottle of wine is yours. The illustration slightly fails in that God doesn't give us a bottle of wine and then trick us he just gives us a bottle of wine but what happens when we live in this world that's not quite right is that even the good things get a bit messed up and entangled and our challenge as his people is to still keep our eyes on the good bottle of wine and to make every effort to get through to it which he did well done So you see, verses 5 to 11 tell us something really, really important. They say this. Basically, the grace of God demands, as it enables, effort in us. We are to bring into this relationship, alongside what God has done, every ounce of determination we can muster. For a Christian, you can't passively just sit back you won't grow. Rather, verse 5, we're to make every effort to add to our faith goodness and to goodness knowledge And to knowledge, self control, and to self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Make every effort. You see, you can say, God, I asked you to take away my bad temper and you didn't. But the Bible says God has given me everything I need to live a godly life. So the question comes back to me and says, well, what effort, Nick, have you made to control that temper, to persevere in controlling it, to gain knowledge so you can keep it under control? God will help you, but God doesn't wave a magic wand over you. He says, you've got this gift of faith and now it's over to you. You've got to make every effort. And that's not comfortable because I'm lazy and I'd rather not and I'd rather God just waved a magic wand. And sometimes he does. You know, we've had stories of drug addicts who we've prayed for and they've been released from their drug addiction overnight like that. And it's amazing, and it's a gift of God's pure love and grace when he does that. It's utterly amazing. But those stories, they are the exception. They are not the rule. And at some point in our life, we're going to hit a wall where it's going to require everything in us to make every effort to stay faithful to our spouse, to control our temper, to love our annoying neighbor, to get on with that relative we don't really want to be bothered to get on with. It's going to require every effort. And so the scripture says to us, I'm going to give you three incentives. I'm going to tell you what's so important for you to know. It says, verse 8, it says, I've not looked at my Bible in front of me, verse 8, we'll be kept from being ineffective and unproductive if we make every effort. We'll be kept from stumbling if we make every effort we'll be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven with a rich welcome if we make every effort. You see, unfortunately for you and I, the Christian faith isn't a walk in the park. It's one of the most challenging and most incredible adventurous journeys you will go on. And it requires effort. Anyone watched the rugby yesterday? Yeah. We've got a few South Africans in the house. We'll forget. They annihilated us! Um, <laughs> but congratulations to a few South Africans in the house. Well that was amazing. Listen to what the captain of the South African rugby team says. He says this. While struggling with a lot personally, with temptations, sins, and lifestyle choices, I'd realized I wasn't living according to what I was calling myself, a follower of Christ. I was getting by, but I hadn't decided to fully commit myself to Jesus Christ and start living according to his way. Walking alongside a mentor, I put every effort into my faith. I was able to discover the truth and saving power of Christ in a whole new way. This new life has given me peace in my heart that I'd never experienced before. I don't have to understand everything in life, and there are many things that I don't, but I do know that God is in control of it all. My job is to do the best I can to make every effort I can and leave the rest in his hands captain of the south african rugby team the christian faith won't just happen to you you've been given this precious gift of faith the same faith that those early disciples had has been given to you and now peter says go with that and make every effort to add to it goodness self-control perseverance kindness. And it will require effort. Make every effort. It isn't just going to happen to you. And be encouraged as you do. If you do, you get the prize. Amen.